Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. It's already the uh, the fifth fifteenth uh, of November. Can you believe it? Wow, 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 wow. How's your uh, last twenty four hours? A lot of stuff to digest in the news. Uh, big announcement coming from Donald Trump tonight. Tonight on Newsmax Television, my network, by the way. And we're going to carry it live. Yeah, at 9 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax, Donald Trump is going to most probably announce that he's going to run for president in uh, 2024. Uh, and, and, you know, and you know what's really weird? There are a lot of people who are saying, oh, no, no, he's done. He's in the rearview mirror. Even Fox News last night, uh, in the last week, Fox News has said, oh, no, Donald Trump is over. He's done. He's in the history of the uh, party. And, and all these other people are jumping on the bandwagon, including Mike Pence. Mike Pence thinks he has a chance in 2024. He does. Mike Pence. I know, I know. You and I, and, and listen, he, he, here, here's the thing. Is this about just wholesale uh, godlike um, uh, view of Donald Trump by Trump supporters? No, 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 it's not. It's about people being energized by a guy who went to Washington, D.C., said he was going to uh, do some things, did them, and all the while was wrecked by the establishment, both Democrats and Republicans in Washington, D.C. And every time that Donald Trump gets knocked down, whether that be the first impeachment, which was based on hearsay, a phone call, nonsense, absolute nonsense, a second impeachment that happened after he left office just so he couldn't run again. Okay, just just so he couldn't run again in 2024, right? And, and then you've got Mike Benson, and, and now you've got uh, Chuck Schumer saying he's going to work with Mitch McConnell to kill the, uh, the MAGA movement in Congress. So all of these things and every single time that donald trump got hit with something you and i said oh you know what no we're not leaving we're not we're going to stick with him and we and we uh, stuck with him even more and more and more and now uh it's it's reaching ahead here all of the people who have said that donald trump needs to go all of the people uh who've said that donald trump needs to fade into oblivion and all of these things have just emboldened you and i to say now nah, you know what uh, I believe in this guy. Uh, I love this guy. I like what he did for the uh, party. I think that the reason why Ron DeSantis exists is because of Donald Trump. But if you look at Ron DeSantis' first election campaign, he did just barely win. And Donald Trump came in, and Ron DeSantis began to act like an America first MAGA Republican. And then he stormed to victory after changing election laws and making them uh, more transparent and getting the vote counted on election night, and he won by 20 points. It's kind of weird, right? We should be leaving Donald Trump in our, in our rearview mirror, but we're not going to. Because uh, as far as I'm concerned, Mitch McConnell and uh, Chuck Schumer and Joe Scarborough and Paul Ryan, who have always been against Donald Trump and have done everything they can to stop Donald Trump, to uh, minimize his accomplishments at all, they're the ones who want to get rid of him. 
Meanwhile, there's the rest of us over here are like, yeah, but, you know, I mean, look, he, he said he, he was the first Republican to go to Washington, D.C. and say he's going to get rid of Roe v. Wade. He was going to put judges on the Supreme Court to get rid of Roe v. Wade. Meanwhile, you got these Christian posers like George Bush and Mitt Romney and others. They never even gave it a second thought. They never, they never literally said, I want to get rid of Roe v. Wade. Uh, uh, the consequences be damned. Donald Trump did. And then what happened? And then abortion became the most important thing in the world. Uh, for the last 50 years, abortion has been the bellwether of your femininity. If you are a woman, according to the Democrat Party, the most important thing you can do is kill your baby in the womb. And, uh, and maybe that drew, drove some people to the polls. It, it may have. It, it may very well have. But it is kind of funny that now that, uh, and who the hell knows what's going to happen. I mean, last night NBC said that the House had been called for the Republicans. I kind of breathed a sigh of relief and said, well, thank God. And then this morning I find out, well, maybe not so much. Maybe they're still trying to steal it. And I think they are. I think they are. And if that happens, then, then all bets are off. But tonight, Donald Trump is going to make an announcement on Newsmax at 9 o'clock. I'm going to be hanging there. I'm going to have a bowl of popcorn and, uh, and a glass of uh, sugar-free lemonade or whatever the hell I decide to drink. And we're going to watch it happen. And then the American people are going to go thumbs up or thumbs down, yay or nay, without Chuck Schumer and without all these other talking heads and morons. We don't need that. We will decide on our own who we want to uh, support. And, and oddly enough, I know it's kind of crazy. But uh, Ron DeSantis went up a little bit in the poll numbers when he and Marco Rubio, not just Ron DeSantis, Marco Rubio won by 20 points in the state of Florida. Yeah. So something happened in Florida. Uh, let's see. Um, I, I believe it's uh, uh, Sean Hannity. He says, well, the reason why he won by 20 points in Florida was because of all the people from New York move into Florida and Florida becoming a, a more Republican state. Well, that may be true. Why didn't that happen in Texas? Why didn't, uh, why didn't Governor Abbott win by 20 points? Hmm? <laughs> what about Tennessee? How about that? Uh, yeah. So uh, I think that you can owe Ron DeSantis to uh, Donald Trump. And I hope that uh, Donald Trump will stop taking the bait as far as Ron DeSantis is concerned and realize that the greatest thing that could ever happen to the Republican Party would be for a Donald Trump-Ron DeSantis ticket. Then in 2028, a Ron DeSantis, uh, maybe Carrie Lake ticket, who the hell knows? And then after that, another Ron DeSantis, whoever ticket. So there you go. That's what I said from the very beginning, by the way. That's what I said from the, the very beginning. But tonight at Newsmax, it'll be, it'll be an interesting time. And again, uh, Fox News stopped saying Donald Trump's name last week before the election. I just find it kind of interesting. Don't you? Don't you find it kind of interesting? I do. When it comes to Donald Trump, I have nothing in common with Donald Trump. He's a you know, rich kid from New York City. I wasn't my choice when he ran for president, and when he became the candidate, I said, "Hell yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna absolutely, I'm gonna absolutely support this guy." And then I realized this is gonna get really good. And then I saw that all of the people who have called me enemy for years were suddenly enemies of Donald Trump. And then I realized I was on the right side. And then I realized I was on the right side. It's it's kind of interesting. Some of the things that have happened in the last, uh, this election cycle, last election cycle, you can't believe the obvious anymore. You cannot believe the most obvious answer anymore.
And if you think that, uh, hey, man, maybe there's something going on in Arizona, maybe they're uh, uh, stealing the vote in Arizona, maybe maybe they're doing the same sort of crap that they did in 2020, and maybe they shouldn't have had their stuff, they should have had their stuff together before last Tuesday night, and then 20 to 30 percent of Maricopa County voting machines just just decided to not work anymore. This didn't happen all over the country. This didn't happen in, uh, in in Democrat enclaves. It only happened in Maricopa County. Yeah. You need to believe the most unlikely thing is the most likely. You need to believe that up is down and down is up. You need to believe that for the first time in history, every single poll was wrong. Every single poll was wrong. All of the uh, liberal polls that said that Republicans were ahead across the country were wrong. Then all of the uh, conservative polls, uh, you know, they they were wrong as well. Everybody was wrong. Right is up and wrong is down. Uh, And uh, right up is, let me try it again here. Up is down and down is up. There you go. Here is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and and she was painted as an extremist uh, Republican, even though there are people like uh, AOC who are as extreme but on the left side that never regarded this kind of criticism. Here's what she had to say yesterday. I believe there was a lot of election fraud in the 2020 election. Absolutely, I do. I think that any time that we turn Election Day into Election Month, we we create a big opening with mail-in ballots. No, 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 no. It's about uh, election uh, security. That's what it is. It's about election security. Uh, that that they would allow so many mail-in ballots and or drop boxes funded by billionaires and and then count the votes. Uh, you know, for weeks after until Democrats find enough votes to win. That's completely normal. Up is down and down is up. Ballots and absentee ballots. That's a giant opening for fraud. And I believe in safe elections, and I think that's something that every single voter... Yeah, yeah, you know what? I I do, too. I believe that every vote should count, and everybody should be uh, completely uh, transparent, and I think the best person shall win. I think the best idea shall win. Is there anything wrong with that? Does that make me a MAGA-fascist? I guess so. ...wants to see happen, happen, and you're hearing it from people all over the country right now. It is completely absurd that they are slowly counting ballots out in districts like in California, Arizona, and other... Yeah, it's kind of weird that way. Why is that? Why is that? ...states, we look like the laughing stock of the world. There's foreign, there's other countries that do it in one day and count all of yeah. their ballots up, and they get their elections done. I can't imagine why in the United States of America we can't accomplish this in one day, and I think it looks ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I, I agree, and I, and I think most people do, actually, because uh, in polling before the last election, uh, even like 80, almost 90 percent of uh, people of color said, yeah, I think you ought to be able to show your ID at the polling place, because that means that my voice is, uh, or my, my voice is heard. It's pretty important, and, and the day that you lose that representation is the day that, you know, you just throw your hands up and say, screw it. And I know a lot of people are kind of feeling that way right now. You know, you're like, what What really, what is, here's Matt Schlapp talking about what happened on Tuesday. Why the heck do we need to have this uh, month of voting afterwards? Why is this? Well, it's because there's something very, very wrong. It's because uh, the, the our, our wildest suspicions are most probably absolutely true. There's a reason to string the vote out like this, because it advantages one party, one party that has no problem with uh, uh, not competing in the arena of ideas, but actually taking votes. Well. Well, the first thing is it's outrageous that in the leading country in the world, we're still counting ballots. That they can count the majority of ballots on election night, but somehow afterwards, as they said in the state of Nevada, oh, we're going to have to go find employees 
to uh, continue. Yeah, you had one job and you had a couple years to get there. To look at the ballots is outrageous. It's also outrageous is as we go into extra innings, Rob, how come is it the Republicans lose 80 percent of these races every time it goes into extra? That is kind of weird, isn't it? Isn't it kind of weird? No, there's nothing to say here. Down is up and up is down. Innings. And if you go into a recount, we lose them almost every time, even when we're leading. That is so crazy. That is just weird. So this gets into the... It's so almost like it was planned. whole idea of who's controlling these big cities. For instance, in Arizona, Katie Hobbs controls the elections. Carrie Lake's opponent controls the elections. She's the Secretary of State. She does the counting. She yeah, does. this happens everywhere, right? Doesn't the Secretary of State, who has control over the elections, run for governor against somebody else? And then, of course, uh, you know, a couple a week later, the, the ballots are still being counted. And whereas people who showed up to vote the day of were largely uh, considered almost like a no-duh, they were going to be uh, supporters of Kerry Lake and Republicans because, you know, we are more concerned about vote fraud. But uh, somehow, something weird happened with the Secretary of State in charge of the elections winning the election suddenly recuse herself and that's not a problem somehow and somehow it's not a problem yeah. and on election day republicans went to vote yep. and thousands and thousands of them even if they went to multiple polling places the polling machines weren't working well never know. there is nothing to see here oh how many thousands of republicans went back home nah. this is the day that republicans vote my side yeah we will never know how many went back home. You, there's no way to solve that problem. I guess this is how you uh, get vo Republicans not to vote. They used to do, the Democrats used to do things uh, with uh, targets. Uh, they would target people of color and they charge them a poll tax. And uh, most frequently they couldn't afford it. And so they just said, I, I won't vote. Kind of got to wonder if there's a little bit of that going on. And then also, a, a little bit later here, there's a cryptocurrency guy who uh, was going to give a billion dollars to the Democrat Party. And uh, all of a sudden, the day after the election, a uh, billion dollars is gone and he's filing for bankruptcy. And apparently, well, now we know where a lot of the money that we have sent to aid Ukraine has gone. We're going to get to all of that on the show today. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show. The extreme MAGA element of the Republican Party, which is a minority of that party, as I said earlier, but is this driving force, is trying to succeed where they failed in 2020 to suppress the right of voters and subvert the electoral system itself. That means denying your right to vote and deciding whether your vote even counts. Instead of waiting until an election is over, they're starting well before it. They're starting now. Now, that is uh, Joe Biden before the election talking about extreme MAGA voters and uh, demonizing extreme MAGA voters. And you and I, I guess, are extreme MAGA voters <clears throat> because we, uh, we like what uh, Donald Trump did for the country and we had hoped for more of it. And we had hoped for more of it. But now we have the same people, uh, the same people saying that we should leave Donald Trump in the rearview mirror of the party. We should get rid of it. We should uh, invest in people like Mike Pence, I guess. Uh, I'd like to know what you think. I'll just I'll just put it right out there because I can I can you know stop up and down and I can say really really seriously. But honestly, you're the ones who have to decide tonight whether you think Donald Trump is going to be the future of the party. I personally I I don't believe that his work is done. Here's a number. It's eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. The Democrat Party threw everything they could at 
us this election cycle. And it looks like, I mean, mathematically, we should at least win the House of Representatives. But honestly, at this point, who knows? Because up is down and down is up. Who really knows? Now, I think that uh, you and I should decide who we want our candidate to be in 2024, even though there's only one candidate, actually no candidates right now who have announced their candidacy. So rather than uh, shoot down one candidate, Donald Trump needs to go away, be uh, in a rearview mirror of, uh, of the party and all of that. We'd rather wait and, uh, and decide, because right now, if Donald Trump decides to announce his candidacy for 2024 tonight, he will be my candidate. He will be. Now, a lot of things can happen between now and 2024. Uh, maybe there will, maybe Donald Trump will say, you know, I decided that I'm going to pass the uh, baton to, to Ron DeSantis. Whatever. But right now, uh, if Donald Trump is the candidate, as all things are going, as I weigh all possibilities, and right now, really, there is no other possibility because nobody else has announced their candidacy, but my candidate right now will be Donald Trump. Because I know what he did for the country, I know what he had left to do with the country, and I know that every establishment person in Washington, D.C., who has made life a living hell for you and me, hates Donald Trump. So there you go. There you go. Here is that Nancy Pelosi on Sunday. Now, uh, last night, NBC said that uh, the House had been called in, uh, in favor of the Republicans. But today, nobody's saying that. And it sounds like she has had an attitude adjustment since last week. And, uh, and uh, you know, maybe some of this, uh, this uh, predicting her demise may, may be a little premature. Because I have to run the table on the toss-up race still out there to keep control of the House. Do you see a realistic path to victory? Well, let me just say that it's a quite different uh, path than everyone predicted. And I give tribute, of course, to our candidates. I also give credit to our grassroots. Uh, this, uh, there are VIPs, there are volunteers in politics. Yeah. Millions of doors knocked, millions of doors knocked. Yeah. So they. Millions of ballots harvested. Crossed a threshold. They leapfrogged over all the, the predictions and the rest. Whatever the outcome, we're on the path to taking our country to a better place. Yeah, well, right now, I don't think we're in a better place. I mean, maybe that's just me and you. I mean, when I go to the grocery store, like I went to Target the other day, and they had chicken breast on sale for $4.99 a pound. And uh, when Donald Trump was a president at Walmart, I could get it for $1.88 a pound. The cheapest I've seen it since then, two ninety eight a pound, which would mean that the inflation was at least 50%, and at Target, like, mm, what, 250%. So uh, we are made to believe that uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, was right. We are made to believe that uh, the country, even though before the polling, they, uh, before the election, they said 75% of us said the country was going in the wrong direction. 90% of us were concerned about inflation. Uh, there were a lot of people who are working two and three jobs. And you guys all voted for more of the same. That's what we're made to believe. An interesting piece I read, uh, Rush Limbaugh did a, uh, a show in October, the, uh, the, uh, the year before he died. He said that the, uh, the, the establishment resents the whole premise behind elections. They don't believe they should have to persuade anybody to agree with them. Therefore, they don't believe in campaigns. They don't believe in free, open exchange of ideas. There aren't any legitimate ideas outside of their own. They want, to, uh, they want power simply to have it. They don't want to derive it from the people. I've got more on this and then your thoughts as well. And uh, huge things happening in Arizona with regard to the votes. Do you suppose there should be a recount? 
out. I kind of do. 800-922-6680. This is a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com if you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. So Rush Limbaugh wrote a, uh, actually he did a monologue. I'm reading a transcript of it uh, from October, the uh, the October 4 he passed away. And he said uh, of the, uh, I guess, the Democrat Party, uh, the establishment, the they can't persuade a majority of Americans to uh, support Black Lives Matter. Where did Black Lives Matter go, by the way? I just wouldn't know. They were like the thing right now. They were a voice for all uh, uh, black people who were murdered by white police officers. What happened to the uh, Black Lives Matter? Other than them buying themselves a lot of mansions and living really high on the hog, what happened to Black Lives Matter? Why are they still not uh, on uh, on NFL players' helmets? I, I'm not seeing that. It's weird. Anyway, they can't persuade a majority of uh, Americans to support burning down American cities and private property. They can't persuade a majority of Americans to go along with their ideas on guns and eliminating free speech. They can't persuade anybody to agree with that. Those are things they're going to have to force upon people, and they are more than willing to uh, force that stuff on you. But they need the power to do it. So they have to go through the motions. The modern-day Democrats have to go through the motions of campaigning. They have to go through the motions of trying to win the hearts and minds of voters. Uh, You'll notice that in places like Pennsylvania, uh, John Fetterman did not campaign. He did, like, two speeches, and he spoke, like, three words. He sounded like uh, either Tarzan or Tonto. And uh, and then, ultimately, 600,000 of his votes came in before the debate where he showed to everyone that he has no ability to communicate or think clearly. Kind of weird how that happened. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, these are the things you got to, uh, you got to believe. There you go. But absence, uh, and this is, this is uh, back to Rush Limbaugh, but they resent the hell out of it. And in their world, it's the one thing standing in their way. This need, this requirement to win elections, and I'm just telling you, as soon as they can figure out a way to eliminate elections, they will do it because they resent the hell out of it. This is, oh, okay. He says they're doing it in front of our faces. They really are. They're attempting to win elections without broad public support. That's what they're uh, they're trying to do. That's just another way of phasing what they're doing. How do you win elections without broad public support? It, it's kind of interesting. And then when you look at all the things that we have to believe, then, uh, then I guess that would make sense. I wrote this piece yesterday. I'm going to go ahead and read it again. And, uh, and I think that'll kind of give you an idea of where we are as far as what we need to believe if, in fact, the uh, Democrats really kick butt in the midterms where 75% of the American people said the country was going in the wrong direction, 90% of us were concerned about inflation, 80% of us are concerned about uh, crime in the inner cities, including 80% of black people and only 35% of liberal whites. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. But I just want you to listen to this real quick and, and you make up your mind. And you make up your mind, obviously, about Donald Trump, who's going to announce tonight on Newsmax that he's going to run for president in 2024. And you decide, not Chuck Schumer and not Mitch McConnell and not Paul Ryan, whether or not you want to continue your support of Donald Trump, who did a great job, by the way, as the president. 
And these are my words now. Going into an election where a president had the worst approval ratings in recorded history with 75% of the population saying the country is headed in the wrong direction, where 70% and 80% of blacks uh, say crime is a major problem, where there is 40-year high inflation, we are expected to believe this president had the best midterm election since Kennedy. Going into election where there are record gas prices, where the Democrats ran against a president who's not been in office for two years and supposed denial of an election that was in the past, where any and all criticism of of the government about the 2020 election, COVID response, Hunter's laptop, opposition to the Russia collusion hoax were all declared disinformation by the Democrat Party, the DHS, big social media, and the mainstream media, and censored for two years of Joe Biden's administration, we're expected to believe the country wanted more of it and voted Democrat. I'm just, I'm presenting this. I'm just presenting. In a country where Democrat opponents did not debate and in many cases campaign, just like Joe Biden in 2020, in a country where thousands of people turned out to protest outrageous CRT, sexualization and transgender nonsense and voted out hundreds of radical left school, leftist school board members, all the while the DOJ declared war on their activism, we're expected to believe Joe Biden was victorious. In a country where a former president was demonized every single day by the media and Democrat Party, where he was impeached before he accomplished anything in office and impeached after he left to ensure he could not run again, we're expected to believe he stopped the Republican wave in 2022. I know. In a country where a Senate leader... And the lion's share of the Republican Party said nothing during the and after the 2020 riots that caused billions in damage, dozens of lives and uh, lost, and the president to have to retreat to a bunker. We're expected to believe the Republican Party establishment when they say this midterm was Trump's fault. In a country where we know the FBI was involved in hiding Hunter Biden's laptop before the 2020 election and colluded with Hillary Clinton and the DNC to create a phony dossier to take down Donald Trump's candidacy and surveil his transition team and presidency, we're expected to believe voters are down with this deep state. Again, I'm just, these are facts and I'm, I'm presenting. In a country where CNN plummeted in its ratings, late-night TV died while Greg Gutfeld thrived, and 80% of the American people don't trust the media, CNN Plus did a faceplant, Facebook lost 75% of its value, Twitter hangs in the balance, Disney stock and attendance did a nosedive after embracing woke nonsense, we're expected to believe Americans want the country to continue its leftward progression. In a country where the president and his mousy Marxist spokesperson said we should be prepared for election count delays out of nowhere, where we're assured safeguards have been taken since the last election debacle, we're expected to believe after a week of the same nonsense that everything is on the up and up and Carrie Lake lost. Yeah, yeah. We're told to believe in a Senate race in Nevada where the incumbent needed 65% of the remaining votes to win suddenly a day after the exact percentage of votes suddenly were dumped so the Democrat would win. Oh, it happens. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Sure. Up is down and down is up. Just remember that. We're told in a country where the Senate Republican leader watched Republican candidates get outspent sometimes 10 to 1 when they weren't supported, when they were supported by Donald Trump, that the Republican Party wanted to regain control of both houses of Congress and not sabotage Don Trump personally to blame him for the party's problems. We're supposed to believe in a country where the mainstream media made 99% of the stories in the news cycle negative about Republican candidates that the playing field is even. Yeah. 
We're told to listen to those who would say the last nail has been nailed into Donald Trump's coffin while they've been hammering nails since 2015. We're told to disregard the $350 million Trump raised, the hundreds of thousands who attended his rallies while no one showed up for Democrat candidate rallies, that America wants more Democrat leadership. We're told that the Democrat support for defund the police and demonization of the police didn't cause the gigantic rise in crime in Democrat-run cities. We're told the southern border isn't happening, while 5 million people have streamed across, bringing with them a fentanyl crisis that has killed 70% of the 107,000 drug overdoses last year in America. America. We're told to believe Americans are happy with working two or three jobs to pay the bills. We're told to believe inflation is easing while millions are finding Walmart too expensive and have to turn to dollar store to do their grocery shopping. We're told to believe Americans want a woke military that now can't meet half of its recruitment, recruitment bills. We're told to believe Americans love drag queen story honor and radical transgendered surgery and puberty blockers in kids. We're told to believe Americans want men competing with and destroying women's athletics and other contests. We're told to believe Americans don't want mothers. They want birthing persons. We're told to believe masculinity is toxic and boys need to be drugged for attention deficit disorder and other masculine behaviors the left finds offensive. We're told to believe men are worthless and unnecessary and gender is fluid. In short, we're being told our truths are false, our suspicions are unfounded, we are to be blind and deaf to common sense, and those who are reasonable and those who would fight back are insane conspiracy uh, theorists and deniers. Yeah, American wants more of this, right? Or is it just 10% of those who are in power who are controlling the entire narrative, controlling the messaging and demonizing, demonetizing, or destroying those who would fight back for the founding and those who would defend it with their fortunes, like Donald Trump, and their lives and freedom, like the January 6th protesters? We've been told we have to suspend our, suspend our beliefs and reason while we watch our country burn down. Well, I'm not buying it. We're just not accepting it. We're watching, our, we're watching our worst fears about the direction of the country in the 2020 election come true. We were right about all of it. We, now we, need to decide if we're going to play along. We need to decide if we should go along with those who violently fought the MAGA movement and called us white supremacists, fascists, and deniers. Mitt Romney, George Bush, Barack Obama, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Meghan McCain, Joe Scarborough, Larry Hogan, and countless others have been circling over us like buzzards for seven years. And now they expect us to abandon Donald Trump so they can dive in and pick his bones clean after investigation after investigation and a raid on his home. Well, I'm not playing along. We're not going to just abandon the candidate who changed the Republican Party from a lily-white country club blue-blood party into the party of the common people and those who love the country as founded. We're not just going to forget the man who was polling with 70% of our votes last week before an election where the GOP establishment cheered for the opposition and funded them to have an advantage, then said nothing as questionable ballot dumps, security camera collapses, and extended counts nearly exclusively advantaged Democrats for a reason. I'm not sure where we go from here, but I do know without an election process we can trust, we cannot go on. Does this mean we can ask Republican governors to cease cooperation with the federal government on taxation? Perhaps. Does this mean massive moves like the Democrat enclaves to Republican states like Florida and Texas? Yes. Does this mean Democrat-run cities and states will bleed population to other states while crime and mayhem will continue unabated? Absolutely. Does this mean we cooperate with our enemies or try to reach common ground? Absolutely not.
We don't reward malfeasance. We don't reward abuses and usurpations. And we certainly don't reward ruling against the will of the American people. We're not stupid. We're not informed. We're not deterred. We are angry. We are determined. And we don't believe the powers that be. And we will not play nice anymore. So that was my thought yesterday. And, uh, and Donald Trump is going to announce his candidacy tonight. And you will have the chance to say yay or nay in the coming months. All of the people who have declared themselves to be your enemy and called you MAGA fascists say that Donald Trump should dump out. They want you to agree and say that's reasonable. Okay? It's up to you. Let's go to Mark and Glenn Burney, see what he thinks. Hello, Mark. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hey, Rob, good afternoon. It's an honor to talk to you and yes, listen to your show since you've been on here in local 680 AM here in Baltimore. And, of course, I've watched your stuff on YouTube. Everything you just went and read through, that long, laborious list, 100%, 100% accurate. I didn't think it was that laborious, actually. I I didn't think it was terribly laborious. I mean, it might have been a little laborious. It's the things I've been preaching to people (laughs) for the last how many years. I just wanted to cover my garbage started and all the stuff you and I went through. Did I cover the bases? Mark, Mark, did I cover the bases? Oh, absolutely. Okay, there you go. That's all I wanted to know. Go ahead. Yeah, I think you did a great (laughs) job of it. And, you know, anybody, I'm going to safely say 75 to 80% of our nation would agree with 100% of that stuff if they were only hearing it on a regular yeah. basis. You know our news media is killing us, number one, and you're right about the Democrats. This is what a socialist communist party does. It prevents you or it, it, it controls the elections, it controls the media, and it stops you and I from having free speech and free choice. Absolutely, 100%. And uh, to be quite honest, uh, I'm I'm not going to play along anymore, Mark. I'm I'm just not going to play along. I don't know exactly where we go to here. I'm very vocal uh, wherever I'm at, I'll tell you. And I'll tell you why. If people say, well, I don't care if you're offended or not. The truth is the truth. What's going on is what's going on. And what I love that is I come up from a Christian perspective, Rob. So one of the things I've talked to, some of my pastors I've dealt with over the years, and we've got a great one right here in Baltimore, okay, uh, Dave Lewis. Pastor Dave. Oh, I know Dave Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's great. And 630 in the morning, he talks about what's going on in our country. The the, the truth, like you just mentioned, all those things there. And he's not afraid to talk about it. So many pastors are too afraid to talk about it. My pastor in Pennsylvania, I tell you, Pastor. Pastor Neville, this guy here, and he says this every time, how can you call yourself a uh, Democrat and call yourself a Christian? They don't no. mix. No, no, if they don't. Look up the, if you look up the definition of Republican, it stands for a republic. If you look up the definition for a Democrat, it stands for equity. Equity is demonic. It's of the devil. It's yeah. exactly what you and I are dealing with. It's good and evil. Whether people want to believe in God or not, i got news for you. There is good and evil out there. That's what we have, we have happening in all these major cities across the country. But bottom line is, this is truly a good and evil matchup here. And you know, right now, it seems like uh, the evil side is winning because the good people in this country need to stand up like you're doing, let their voice be heard, start getting involved, start taking action, and we need to start getting these people in the court. What do you think, Mark? And these are these are great these are great thoughts. And I'm going to tell you, we've got to win the House to get some things done. And one number one, I think, should be uh, uh, finding new leadership. Number two is voter integrity. Then we start going after all the the BS. Then we go after the Biden family. Then we go after uh, COVID. Then we go after whatever. But that's got to happen. Let me ask you one more question before we take a break, Mark. Uh, Donald Trump is going to announce on Newsmax tonight. He's running in 2024. 
You're 100% for him. All right, thanks, buddy. Let's take a break. I mean, if obviously if he gives way to DeSantis, I support him. If he brings in Lake, I support her. Those three are essential to the turning of this country. And don't yep. get me wrong, governor in Texas, another good man, uh, our, our, our Senator Candy in Mississippi, these are all good people that want the best for America, and that's what we need. All right, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now we have FJB. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson show. If you want to check out the uh, podcast, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. You'll hear my monologue that I just did called What We Are Expected to Believe. And, and I just presented uh, the, the entire laundry list of all the things that we are expected to believe, if we are to believe, that uh, there wasn't a red wave in this election. And I, I'm just presenting it. I'm not force-feeding it to anybody. I'm not saying you have to believe this. I'm not uh, restricting you from uh, freedom of speech on, on uh, big social media. It's right there. And, and you, if, you, if we are expected to believe that uh, there was not a wave going into the, uh, the midterms with 75% of the country saying the country's going in the wrong direction, 40-year high inflation, a war on fossil fuels and open border, then then I would suggest you listen to that monologue and you share it with others. Again, it is on the podcast on all of your uh, your um, digital media platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all that. Or you can just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. There you go. Donald Trump is going to announce tonight on Newsmax he's running for president. So what do you think? Let's go to Steve in Santa Cruz, California, the home of KSCO. Hello there, Steve. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, please. Hey, brother, you can read your manifesto to your blue in the face, but Donald Trump cannot win in 2024. Oh, is that my manifesto? Is that my manifesto? Really? I yeah, thought it was a, a commentary. Little, Rob, it's a little long, but anyway, moving right along. No, 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 we don't, don't, no, 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 no. We don't just move along, Steve. We don't move along from calling it a manifesto and move on. You, you can't just shoot a shot and then drive by, as Rush Limbaugh used to say. Okay, okay. Um, listen, brother, Donald Trump, I, I fight for that man daily, but the trouble was he had one weakness that I can recommend, uh, that I can acknowledge here. He was never good at moving the undecideds over his direction. He's a great, great leader for the people that believe in him, his loyal followers, his, I mean, his loyal supporters. He's fabulous, but he's not really good at converting new, new, uh, vote, new voters, and I think it's going to get more and more difficult as time passes for him to change the minds of the undecided and to bring them over. Are, those the, are, are, the, unde, are the undecideds the independents? I would put them probably in that, in that same category. And the other, the other thing, Rob, is I think he's got so much baggage, and I hate to say this because I love the guy, but I think he has so much baggage and so many haters that have piled up over these last years, I don't, I don't know if he can overcome that negative momentum. They ha- they're, they're entrenched in the media, academia, uh, everywhere you look, they're so entrenched. DeSantis is going to have a lot of opposition. He doesn't have the same baggage. I think he's fresher. He's coming from a little bit newer outlook. He looks great up there with his wife. Uh, he's a military uh, combatant. All right, Steve. Steve, we got to run. We got it. We got it. We got to break. We got to break. So, uh, if the opposition screams loud enough, abandon your principles and your candidate and go to somebody a fresh new face. That's the lesson we learned from uh, Steve. Let's take a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. Like the show. 
You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. It's Tuesday, the 15th of uh, November. It's my son's birthday today. He's going to be 23 years. He's 23 years old today, actually. So, uh, and and unlike a lot of uh, Gen Zers, he landed a gig right out of college. He's not even, he, he had a major that actually was worth paying for. He had a business major, and he ended up getting hired by a big accounting firm, and he, he has a job. He doesn't have like a, you know, lesbian poetry uh, degree uh, from Swarthmore or something and uh, working at Starbucks. You know, he has a useful degree. It's actually paying off, and he has a work ethic. It's kind of strange. Kind of strange how that happens. Oh, weird game last night, right? What, the uh, the Commanders? <clears throat> Still not used to using the word commanders, but the commanders beat the uh, Eagles last night. That was interesting. On the heels of a really weird game, the Bay- the Bills-Vikings on Sunday. I'm still kind of uh, just, I mean, the last, uh, what, going into the overtime and the overtime. It's bizarre. Just just bizarre things happening. But, uh, yeah, it looks like the commanders, the, the, uh, the lowly commander. I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. Uh, misery, misery with uh, the then Redskins and now Commanders, and the Commanders is actually could this actually cause the Commanders to uh, you know make uh, people in Washington D.C. proud of their NFL franchise? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, a lot of things on the plate today, including Donald Trump announcing his campaign for presidency tonight. And uh, just a few minutes ago, I, I got a call. Uh, from Steve, and Steve uh, uh, said that I uh, I had a big uh, manifesto, my monologue about what we're expected to believe if uh, there was no red wave, what we're expected to believe, why it was changed, and you can get that on our podcast. But um, tonight, Donald Trump is going to announce his candidacy for the presidency, and if you are immediately saying that Donald Trump doesn't have a chance, this isn't about, listen, I'm not, I'm just saying, we're still two years out, Okay. If Donald Trump announces tonight, I will get behind Donald Trump's candidacy. Uh, if something changes in the meantime, uh, then uh, my mind is open. I will tell you that I'm going to be voting for the most conservative, uh, founding principle supporting candidate for presidency in 2024. But if Donald Trump is going to run, oh, hell yeah, because nobody else has announced their candidacy, you see. There's that. But, you know, you and I are suffering from extreme exhaustion at this point. Am I right? You and I are suffering from exhaustion, from defending Donald Trump. And that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to burn you out. They wanted to make you doubt him. They wanted to make sure that uh, you just, you know, throw your hands up. It's time to move on. And and they've done a very good job of it because one scandal after another, uh, an impeachment, we fought. Uh, you know, uh, Russia collusion, we fought. We found out it was absolutely true. Uh, we said that Hunter Biden's laptop was real. The Biden administration and the FBI worked together to cover it up before the 2020 election. Then they impeached Donald Trump again when he left office, and we defended Donald Donald Trump. Then the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago for no good reason. They just did the same thing to Rudy Giuliani, by the way, and there will be no criminal charges against Rudy Giuliani. I thought you should know that. They sent in a massive brigade of FBI agents with a, an open warrant to find something on Rudy Giuliani. They took all of his electronic devices, all of his computers and everything, and there are no charges. 
They did the same thing to Donald Trump before the election. And then and then Joe Biden delivered two addresses, one in front of uh, the, the Constitution Hall in Philadelphia that he bathed in blood red. And he said that MAGA fascists and MAGA Republicans are trying to upset the balance of power and take away democracy. And now we're at this point where, I'll just be honest, I need a freaking vacation. I need to take about a week off and breathe. But am I going to let my exhaustion from constantly being attacked make me say, I'm going to throw my hands up and let's just go back to the way things were. You know, Mike Pence, Mike Pence yesterday, he said uh, that, that there are better choices than Trump in 2024. Really, what are they? Nobody else has announced their candidacy. Would you, really? Hell, even Donald Trump hasn't announced his candidacy. But uh, he's saying that uh, he, he would not say if he thinks you could beat Donald Trump in a primary. But uh, he said basically that there are better choices than Trump in 2024, even though there are no choices for anybody in 2024 yet. And by the way, Mike Pence will never be the president of the United States. And it's not because of what happened on January the 6th. It's because Donald Trump changed the party. Donald Trump changed the party and made the party into the party of the people. That's why we saw such a dramatic shift in the Hispanic vote. That's why we saw so many people of color moving to the Republican Party. We moved away from the country club blue blood uh, party of Mitch McConnell, and there's no going back to it. There's no going back to the white bread uh, quarterback of the of the hometown football team, Mike Pence, uh, a.k.a. Uh, George Bush, a.k.a. Mitt Romney. There's no going back to it. And, and at this point, I'm just I'm 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 fine with whatever happens. To be quite honest, I, I would be very happy to be quite honest if if uh, the Republican Party decided to uh, uh, you know uh, uh, declare Donald Trump the Speaker of the House. I could even I could give a rat behind less. To be quite honest, uh, and even even old MTG MTG uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said she's completely open to a civil war in the Republican Party. Be forced to work together. That means we're going to fight it out. And I, I'm telling you, I've always said I'm not afraid of the civil war in the GOP. I lean into it. You want to know why? I want to do everything I can to do my part within our conference to force the Republican Party to be the party that is America first and saves this country. Yeah, there you go. I don't even care. I, at this point, I don't care because I have uh, just a few select people ahead of the Republican Party, uh, like, for instance, uh, Mitch McConnell, who sat in silence as the country went to hell in a handbasket. He's been in charge. He's been in Washington, D.C. since the early aughts. And what has happened since then? Well, our, our debt's at 31 uh trillion dollars. We have an open border. Uh, we have uh, a fentanyl deaths. We have uh, children destroyed because of COVID and COVID dictators. I mean, honestly, uh, what else do we have to lose, to be quite honest? What else do we have to lose if we, uh, you know, if we uh, are in the Republican Party? Here is Jamie Raskin. He's a, a radical leftist uh, Democrat. And uh, here he is talking about the possibility, his biggest fear of Donald Trump becoming the Speaker of the House. Election deniers didn't prevail in the key battle grounds but cbs tallied it and at least a hundred not election deniers it is people who said hey man uh maybe we should kind of investigate what happened in 2020 rather than just being told that uh your uh, your opinion is disinformation 55 house republicans in the new congress have raised unfounded doubts about the validity or integrity of the 2020 election these are going to be your congress. yeah 155 house wins all of them supporting donald trump and uh, and believing that some malfeasance 
malfeasance happen in the uh, in the election. What do you got to do? Well, you got to destroy them. Just listen to Chuck Schumer today. Leaks that you will be working with. What change is that going to affect in the working? Well, that's a statement about the political contamination of the GOP by Donald Trump. And again, um, you know, Kevin, McC you know, he's right. We should go in his direction. We should listen to what he has to say, even though he's your enemy. McCarthy and other leaders within the Republican Party are now required to make a decision about whether they're going to try to rid themselves of Donald Trump. No, you're trying to rid the party of Donald Trump and you're a Democrat and you're the enemy. Um, and his toxic influence on the party. Yeah, you're the one who says he's toxic. I don't think he's toxic. But these 155 uh, House Republicans are his constituency. Kevin McCarthy, if he wants to be leader, will need to consider. Yes. The well, it's a real problem for Kevin McCarthy now because um, there are certain uh, pro-Trumpists within his House caucus who refuse to accept that he's really with Trump and they want to get rid of McCarthy. And some of them, they, they have names very early in the alphabet, like Biggs, and they might just vote for Trump when they, you know, take the roll call for speaker. So well, I don't know about that, because here is uh, here is Representative Andy Biggs last night on Newsmax saying that he's going to throw his hat in the ring. Congressman, you're being reported as a top challenger to Kevin McCarthy. Come on. It sounds like you're can you confirm or deny whether or not this is true? I mean, it sounds like you're almost there. Maybe you want to announce. <laughs> Lydia, you know, we have a new paradigm here, and I think the country wants a, a different direction from the House of Representatives. And it's a new world. And, and yes, I'm going to uh, be nominated tomorrow to, uh, uh, to the position of Speaker of the House. We'll see if we can get the job done uh, and the votes. It's going, to be, it's going to be tough. I mean, Kevin... Kevin has uh, raised a lot of money and, and done a lot of things. but this Now, what is Kevin McCarthy perceived as? Not exactly a big supporter of Donald Trump and America First, right? Kind of on the fence. That's why you kind of go, I don't think I trust him. This is not just about Kevin. I think it's about uh, institutional direction and trajectory. And that's where we're, where we're going to see if we have enough people who agree that we need to change the trajectory of this place. See, even the Democrats want the Republican Party to move away from... You know, freedom-loving, uh, Trump-supporting, uh, America-first individualism back to the establishment. It should be telling you something. Let's go to Beverly in Baltimore. She's been holding for a while, and I've been holding to talk to her, too. Beverly, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hello, Rob Carson. What's up? Rush Limbaugh <laughs> is looking down on you and, and smiling. You're doing I hope so. a marvelous job. I loved your monologue, and I agree with everything you and that caller Mark said. Let me tell you something. Yes. I, I don't like Donald Trump. I love Donald Trump. If he could be the president forever, I'd be happy as a pig in slop. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Rob, I used to be a Democrat. And guess what? I changed my party affiliation when guess who came to town? Would that be Donald Trump? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> what? Hussein Obama. Oh, okay. Hussein Obama. When he got in that office, when he opened his, up his mouth, Rob, I knew he was evil. He was just demonic. Look at his agenda. He's the first one I ever heard talk about uh, boys taking showers with girls. Mm. Nobody said a damn thing to him because we can't scrutinize the first black president. If you're wrong, you're wrong. And he and uh, Biden are wrong. I call them the, 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 demonic, the, the demonic duo.
Beverly, Beverly, let me ask you this real question, because I've been thinking about this. What what exactly has Barack Obama done Nothing. for the black community? Nothing. Yeah. Not uh, a darn thing. Nothing. All he did was gave us some cheap cell phones. I tell you, I never voted for him. I yeah. saw right through him, and when I saw him sitting in that church, spewing hate with that crazy preacher, I was done. Yeah. You know, where you attend church, that's where your heart is. Yes. Shows you, if you're in a church like that for 20 years, and they ask him, well, what did he preach about? Obama said, oh, I don't know. All he could have <laughs> said, he preached stuff from Genesis to Revelation. That's what yeah. he could have said. Yeah. But he said, I don't know. He said, I don't know, because he couldn't say all the horrible things that the pre- that um uh, that crazy preacher would say. Beverly, Beverly, yeah. uh, we're, we're up. We're, we're, Beverly, Beverly, hold on, hold on, huh? we're up against a time crunch. So you're saying that when Donald Trump announces his candidacy tonight, he will be your candidate of choice, and yes, he's only absolutely. he's the only candidate that have, will have announced by tonight. But go ahead. Absolutely, and I tell you, um, if if um, the Sanders is doing a great job, but I tell you, Donald Trump could sit back. Being a billionaire, just just enjoying his beautiful wife and family. You can tell him a lot of things about a man by his family. Look at his children. Yeah, All yeah. five of his children are fantastic. Unlike He's Hunter Biden. Every yeah. one of their mothers. Donald Trump is a wonderful man. All right, Bart, listen, Beverly, Beverly, I got to run. You're saying, though, when yeah, he announces tonight, you're, you're not voting for him. All right, very good. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. We have something brand new from Mr. Jim Gossett about the Biden crime family because we still have that to contend with for another two years. All the crooked Bidens yep. have always been a close family. Man, they got rich doing nothing. When they make a dirty deal, the big guy gets a nice fee. 10%. Joe must get his cut. Yeah, that's their one condition. Condition. Raking in dough, Hunter and Joe is a family tradition. Woohoo! Yeah. Ask him, why do you drink? I don't know. And why do you do coke? <laughs> if your name weren't Biden, you would be flat broke. That's true. Your Uncle James, he's a crook too. He's always under suspicion. Man, they got rich. Crime we know to Hunter and Joe, it's a... Family tradition. <laughs> the new house can't bend. They must end this family tradition. You betcha. You betcha. <laughs> it's Jim Gossett. Wow. That is really cool. You know, I, I work with Jim, and I've worked with him for a couple of years, and, and I said to him, I said, you know, we ought to do a parody of uh, family tradition. That was recommended by a listener yesterday. And I sent it to him, and Jim, uh, Joe, uh, Jim Gossett did that. Jim Gossett did that. Dang. That was absolutely awesome. So uh, the big news of the day is Donald Trump's going to announce his candidacy for president 
tonight. Uh, a week ago before the election, it was cool. Everybody was down with it. Then the election happened, and a couple of uh, of uh, Republicans uh, didn't win partially because, uh, you know, Senate seats are really hard to flip, and uh, Mitch McConnell didn't put a darn dime behind uh, any of them. So there there is that. And now... The people who have demonized Donald Trump for the last six years want you to abandon Donald Trump. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Sure it does. Let's go to uh, Steve in Monterey, California. Steve, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Thanks, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, uh, regarding Donald Trump in this election, I think he would, be, he would be a much more pleasant character had the media not body slammed him so much. He felt he had to brag to overcome that. Of course he did. He's much nicer I, th- I think he's a much nicer guy. And oh, yeah. He, he and the DeSantis VIP would knock it out of the park. Oh. And, and, but he's got to let DeSantis take about half of the speaking space in his presidency so he can share the, the uh, spotlight. But meanwhile, the media has done a good job of cowing the public, brainwashing yes. the public, terrorizing the public. And I'm of the opinion the media... Uh, has been occupied by our enemies for decades now. Oh, yeah. So we, oh, yeah. Have make a de- we, we have to make a decision. Are we going to stick our heads in the sand and get, you know what, rape, like we've been doing, or are we going to stick our heads out of the sand, jail Stephen King's ass, and get well again? All right. Thanks for the call, Steve. Bye-bye. Uh, let's go to Will in Baltimore. Hello there, Will. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, please. Well, I'm right here in the 23rd most uh, violent city in the world, Balmer City. Yep. You know, number 23 most dangerous city in the world. Uh, you know, now we've got a new uh, uh, Barry Obama's now the governor of our state. You know, but um, we had a shock poll August 24th of this year. Eight yep. in ten think that the Biden laptop cover-up changed the election. A whopping 79 percent suggested... Uh, President Trump would have won re-election if the voters had known the truth about the Hunter Biden the laptop. It was real. wasn't Russian disinformation. The New York Times and the Washington Post, both of them, confirmed that it was legitimate. But we have food prices skyrocketing, crime skyrocketing, energy skyrocketing, inflation skyrocketing, gas and diesel skyrocketing. Forbes magazine said 88% of Americans in August said the U.S. is on the wrong track. And, uh, and we're told... Uh, now that the uh, that the, these Democrats that did all that were reelected, are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> really? Well, uh, you, you, that's exactly what I said in my uh, in my monologue last hour. Which, by the way, I'm going to do my level best to uh, to uh, post um, somewhere. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be on the podcast. But yeah, what we are expected to believe. What we're expected to believe, that the country, uh, 75% of the American people feel the country is on the wrong direction, yet Joe Biden has the best mis- midterm of a, of a Democrat with the worst approval rating of any president on record. Uh, he had a, a better midterm than, than John Kennedy. It's kind of hard to believe, ain't it, Will? And then I'm, and wow, and I love your show, you know, especially when you say every morning, that's the main reason I listen to you. You know how I know the pandemic was fake? Because I'm not stupid. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, well said, my brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, we've got to kind of uh, just, uh, you know, tell them, all right, you know, you believe what you want to believe. You go right ahead and believe that. And then we just kind of nod and then we go to work. That's what we do. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. More of your phone calls and lots more audio, including what happened with FTX and the Democrat Party. Don't go anywhere. 
his first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Because Democrats had a strong agenda here and did things for the American people, we won. And despite the negativity and divisiveness, the threats of violence and even the violence itself that occurred with MAGA Republicanism dominating the country, the American people stepped back from the precipice and chose progress and getting things done rather than the voices of divisiveness, nastiness, and lack of complete truth and honor. Well, I mean, if Chuck Schumer doesn't like Donald Trump in this election cycle, doesn't want him to run, then by God in heaven, we should all jump on the ship with old uh, Chuck Schumer because, you know, he would never steer us wrong. And he certainly wouldn't want to steer us away from the possibility of another Trump presidency. Uh, Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline, Brianna Lyman, uh, reporter for The Daily Caller and host of The Facts and Newsmax contributor. Hello there, Brianna. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm trying to uh, uh, cruise into uh, Thanksgiving break on fumes, to be quite honest, because uh, it's been a very exhausting a- election cycle. Uh, we've had a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, twists and turns thrown in our faces, uh, a lot of doubts uh, that we were supposed to have uh, corrected with regard to election security, a lot of our nightmares uh, about 2020 possibly uh, appearing to uh, manifest itself on races in places like Arizona and Nevada. Nevada. Uh, that said, let me ask you, first and foremost, the uh, the uh, elephant in the room, Donald Trump tonight, Newsmax, it looks like he's going to make the announcement that he's going to run for president. What are your thoughts on uh, on that? And people like Chuck Schumer, uh, very trying very hard to put Donald Trump in the rearview mirror of the GOP. Well, I think any effort to kind of discard Donald Trump in the wake of the midterms is going to, one, be met with the same thing that we saw in 2015, 2016, is that a lot of people undercounted Trump. They said that he would never be president. He was the one who came out shining among the Republicans, and he ended up winning in 2016. Uh, looking forward to tonight, I do think Donald Trump would probably be decent if he could hold off his announcement until after the Georgia Senate elections, just because yeah. it would be really incumbent upon him to put all of his efforts toward getting Herschel Walker into office. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, a lot of people are blaming Donald Trump for what happened in the midterms. And I think that's really irresponsible because there are three people that fingers should be pointed at. That's Mitch McConnell, it's Ronna McDaniel, and it's Lindsey Graham. Because you have to look at who is in leadership in the Republican Party. Because Donald yes. Trump, he may be a figurehead, but he's not calling the shots of where the RNC is throwing money. Uh, you had uh, McCarthy, right, Kevin McCarthy. He threw $10 million into several Republican primary races to oust candidates that he thought were aligned to Trump when that money would have been better off going to help candidates that ended up losing this election cycle. But he was too busy trying to weed out people that he thought didn't fit the political establishment. Yeah. Now, I made a a point earlier this morning, uh, Brianna. um, Mike Pence was saying yesterday when he was interviewed with uh, George uh, Stephanopoulos over the weekend while promoting his book that uh, there are better options in 2024 than Donald Trump. And uh, and he, of course, certainly is not excluding himself from that possibility. I would say that he has no chance of winning whatsoever, no chance of surviving the primary, because the next candidate for presidency in the GOP will not be an establishment candidate. We are not going back to the party before Donald Trump. Donald Trump changed the party. We are the party of the working class. We are the party of Hispanics. We are becoming the party more and more black people turn to, and they look at the state of the country, and they go, huh, 
Wow, really? So what do you think about uh, Donald Trump and uh, the possible candidacy of other candidates and, and the state of the GOP moving forward? Well, I think that Mike Pence should, he's just trying to make a name for himself. I think everybody needs to remember when he was in Indiana, did you know him for anything? Was he ever no. in the news? No, he is a, a quiet college politician, and he thinks that that's what voters want. But we all know that if, if Donald Trump does not run in 2024, or if he decides to call himself out, the next person in line is Ron DeSantis, because Ron yes. DeSantis is a mini Donald Trump. Not for any other reason besides the fact that he shares the same America First values that Donald Trump has, but he offers independent voters, and I think this is key. He offers them the polished version of Donald Trump, which, unfortunately, for some independent voters, that's going to be the thing that makes them decide on the ballot whether they're doing Republican or Democrat. Uh, but when it comes to Trump's MAGA base, I mean, regardless, they're going to go for Trump. And if Donald Trump is in the 2024 lineup, there's no other candidate that stands a chance to win over Donald Trump's base. So he's, anybody who runs against Trump will split the party ticket. That's exactly right. And uh, I'm not so sure that um, that has to happen. Let me ask you this. And I said this, uh, you know, everybody said this. You probably said this a year ago. It has to be Trump DeSantis in 2024. What do you think of the possibility of that happening? Should we be entertaining the thought? I think it would be a home run. I think end of discussion. Um, what, what do you think about that possibility? Well, I think it would be a great ticket because as great as Ron DeSantis is, he lacks foreign policy experience. We don't know how he would act on the world stage. Well, with Donald Trump, we have a record. You know, in 2016, this man ran on promises. Now he's running on, hey, listen, those are promises made, those are promises kept. So he delivers the parts that Ron DeSantis doesn't have. I don't think Ron DeSantis, though, is going to leave his governorship, you know, two years into it, to run for presidency when we see polls right now showing that some voters don't know if they want Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump as a frontrunner. So I think for Donald Trump or for Ron DeSantis, he'd be best to let this election cycle for 2024 pass, not run for office. Let Donald Trump pick someone like, for instance, Tulsi Gabbard. I think she'd make a great vice presidential candidate, right? Uh, pick someone that voters can feel that they're getting the middle road with and let Ron DeSantis come in, you know, 2028. So um, you uh, you like Tulsi Gabbard. I was talking about Tulsi Gabbard last night with my son, and I said, you know, there's a Democrat I could vote for if she didn't belong to the Democrat Party. <laughs> yeah, listen, I think, I think Tulsi Gabbard, you know, we obviously saw that she left the Democratic Party in, in October, um, but I think she offers voters a, a fresh a fresh new look at the Republican Party because she's not some, you know, right-wing nut job. Um, and it's the same with, I think, someone like Joe Manchin. Not that Joe Manchin would run on a ticket with Donald Trump, but he is a Democrat that I think Republicans and independent voters could say, you know what, it's not going to be that bad. I uh, disagree with you on Joe Manchin. I think Joe Manchin sold his constituents down the river. Uh, I think that he held off on uh, voting for Joe Biden's uh, new Green Deal and then ultimately put his name on it with the uh, falsely named Inflation Reduction Act. So I'm going to disagree with you on Joe Manchin. I think as far as uh, any any uh, populist support for Joe Manchin from the right, uh, that, that went out the window. That's just personally what I think. Um, let me ask you about Arizona. What's going on in Arizona, and what are your thoughts with regard to 20 to 30 percent of the voting machines in Maricopa County not working on Election Day? Uh, most would say, hey, maybe, you know, the most obvious answer is somebody's trying to steal the election, and, uh, and the, everybody on the left is trying to convince you, no, 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 this is perfectly normal. This happens everywhere in free and fair elections, but it only happened in Maricopa County. What do you think? 
I think there's definitely something that's of concern. And I think the greatest concern is that if you look at the demographics between who does mail-in voting and who does in-person voting, Democrats tend to use a lot of absentee ballots. So their ballots, I would say, are a little more safer. Whereas Republicans, think of how many people, for instance, were voting on their way to work and left the line because the machine stopped working. So you had plenty of people who probably left the polls. That affects the outcome. Also, it is 2022. There is no reason why these systems aren't tested prior to Election Day to ensure if they are running smoothly, because this is how voter disenfranchisement happens. And you hear from Democrats, you know, for two years that, for instance, Georgia, they're disenfranchising voters when, my, you know, mind you, Georgia had record voter turnout this year. And they focus their efforts on how voters are disenfranchised in states where they're actually not being disenfranchised. But then you head over to Arizona where people are just leaving the polls because the machines are not working in a county, no less that had issues in 2020. So it definitely raises some concern as to, one, who's running the elections? Ms. Katie Hobbs is supposed to be overseeing it. Now she's going to be overseeing a state, when meanwhile she can't even run their elections smoothly. Um, And and that's not the only place. I mean, if you look to Colorado right now, Lauren Boebert, she's looking to lose her lead right now. And there's concern that once voters are given the opportunity to cure their ballots where there are signature issues, that she could possibly lose her seat. So these are issues, election day issues, that have now turned into election week issues. Well, I think that the uh, the most obvious answer is to do election day. I remember when I started in broadcasting, uh, we, we had everything figured out on election night, and I think the only reason why there is such incredible, uh, 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 you know, leniency with regard to mail-in voting a month before the election or, or accounting ballots for a month or two after the election, the only reason that exists is not to assure that the vote was fair. It is to find the, find the votes needed to put Democrats over the top. That's what I believe it's all about. Out. What do you think? Well, even let's say let's just say that what you just said is not true. That doesn't mean that voters aren't going to feel that way. They're going to feel like there's something going on behind the scenes because, nonetheless, for the past you know 200 years, a lot of elections, you know, stands what 2000 with George Bush, they were called on election night. We see Florida; it runs so smoothly. So I think voters have every right to raise questions as to or feel like their vote is not being counted the way it should be. You know, one vote, one person that nobody's getting to vote after the election ends, that uh, nobody's securing their ballots that they screwed up. Uh, there are legitimate questions to be had, and this is something I've been saying for a while. I mean, if you look in Pennsylvania, for instance, they're not making a big fuss about it because a Democrat won, but make no mistake, if Dr. Oz would have won Pennsylvania, there would be much more uproar about the fact that Pennsylvania said, listen, ballots that are you know late, they come in late, they're missing postmarks and they can't be counted. There would be a lot of uproar from Democrats saying, no, those should be counted. And that's exactly what we saw in 2020. And I guarantee you, you're going to see the same issue in 2024 in Pennsylvania and in Arizona. Let me ask you this. Uh, as far as Mitch McConnell uh, remaining the uh, the head of uh, Republicans in the Senate and Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, um, do you suppose that uh, both of those are fait accomplis or do you suppose there's been a, a move against both of them or one of them? I think there's been a populist movement against at least Kevin McCarthy because the Senate's out of, out of question now. Uh, I do think that Republicans who are making the donations to the RNC and to other Republican organizations, they're going to want change. And if they're listening to the wrong type of conservative speakers and outlets right now who are trying to pin all the blame on Donald Trump, then they're going to let McCarthy stay in place. If they're listening to independent thinkers, people who are doing analysis on this and say, listen, this isn't all just Donald Trump's fault. Honestly, it's not even 50 percent Donald Trump's fault, right? I mean, this is GOP leadership. So Republican voters need to understand where their money's going to. And if they're giving their money to organizations that prop up people like Mitch McConnell, 
like Kevin McCarthy, this is the type of you know outcome they're going to have in every future election cycle. So it's good to see that we have you know, Steve Scalise. He's running to replace McCarthy. Uh, we saw Andy Biggs. He announced that today that he's also running. I don't know if necessarily either one of them is the right person, but it's good to see that inside the GOP they're saying, you know what, this is not what the constituents want. Amen. Uh, let me just ask you this, Brianna, in parting. And by the way, thanks for being on the show today. Uh, Brianna, what do you think? And there's been some, uh, even even to Jamie Raskin over the weekend, uh, almost uh, almost wet his pants at the possibility that Donald Trump could be named Speaker of the House. Uh, obviously, I think the chances of that happen are very rare. But what do you suppose would happen <laughs> if something like that would oh. happen? All I will say is that you would see CNN absolutely implode uh, but they'd also be thankful because I bet that would make their numbers finally go up because people would actually want to hear what's going on. But unfortunately, I don't think that's in, a, that's in Donald Trump's future, future, you know, political undertakings. But I do yeah. see a 2024 run and hopefully a 2024 win. All right, Brianna, I greatly appreciate you joining me today. I'm a big fan of the Daily Caller, by the way. Where can people find you on social media and your show, by the way? Well, show, you can definitely go to the Daily Caller's YouTube page. Check it yep. out there. It's under its own category. And on Twitter, you can find me at Brianna Lyman, too. And thank you so much for having me on as well. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Have a glorious day and a happy Thanksgiving, by the way. We have a lot to be thankful for, believe it or not. Uh, take care of yourself, Brianna. We'll have you on again soon. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. The left has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's The Rob Carson Show. When you find out that Peter Singer and others, billionaires who gave tens of millions of dollars to Obama, are now backing Ron DeSantis, this is all you need to know, Rob. The establishment still has to destroy President Trump because he has nobody he owes any favors to and he wants to drain the swamp. The establishment wants to destroy him. Ron, you are being used as a weapon of the establishment do That's not exactly let right. them do that to you. And one last thing. When the, the pedo protectors of the Lincoln Project uh, are in agreement with Van Jones yeah. and Paul Ryan and Karl Rove and Mika Brzezinski, <laughs> that Ron has to be the answer to the Republican Party, uh, you got to think twice. Okay. Thank you very much. Perfectly said by Sebastian Gorka on Rob Schmidt's show on Newsmax. Ka Boom. Look who is calling for the demise of Donald Trump. Why? Well, they've been doing it for five years. And lo and behold, they're still doing it today. I'm just asking you to slow down and listen to who's telling you to go to Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis isn't, say, voting for me for president. Ron DeSantis is just being used as a political tool right now. Uh, Donald Trump hit out against him about a week ago, so calling me Ron DeSanctimonious. Because would you, would you not want to lash out at the same people who have been trashing you, destroying you, attempting to destroy your family for five years and suddenly they are telling uh, Trump supporters and the American people in general that Ron, uh, that uh, that's time to move on from Donald Trump after losing a billion dollars of his own uh, self uh, net worth after after uh, being um, uh, being impeached twice for nonsense wouldn't you kind of be a little sore about it wouldn't you and then and then in, in a great passive-aggressive fashion the Democrat Party after piling on Donald Trump for years suddenly act like Donald Trump Trump is the problem. It is it is quite remarkable when you think about it. By the way, Donald Trump is expected to make his announcement tonight on Newsmax.
All right. Here's where you can find Newsmax. Newsmax is on Direct TV channel 349, Dish 216, Comcast 1000, uh, 1115, I should say. Uh, they're all over the place. So if you want any uh, any uh, you know the, the guide as to where watch Donald Trump tonight at nine o'clock Eastern time, eight o'clock Central, just go to NewsmaxTV.com. And and you know here's the deal: uh, is Donald Trump my candidate for 2024? Well, if he announces he is, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can things happen before then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm not like Fox News. Now, Fox News last night, Britt Hume, who I otherwise, you know, kind of respect, kind of like the guy, wouldn't mind hanging out with him. Uh, he even said last night he joined with the aforementioned uh, gaggle of Trump haters and said that Donald Trump is now the uh, in the past of, uh, of the Republican Party. Well, I have thought for some time, Brett, and there are some there's polling on this that reflects this, that while he maintains real influence within the Republican Party, no two ways about that. But it has begun to fade. It started fading, really. I think after his end. no, not not really. If you're a if you're a Trump supporter, it it hasn't faded at all. Post election in 2020, that a great many people who were with him, perhaps up until then, uh, began to move away from him. Yeah, now a lot of people actually hung with him. In fact, the lion's share of Trump supporters hung with him through that. So you're wrong there. And he never has really done anything to change that. He's continued to insist that the election was stolen from. Ooh, that's kind of weird. That's uh, suddenly president and so on. My, my, uh, my computer glitched for a second there. Hold on one second. Stop. Anyway, uh, there's, uh, there is uh, Brett Hume last night with Brett Baer. Brett Baer, who uh, called the election in 2020 uh, before the uh, five battleground states stopped counting votes and then restarted the next morning, most of them in favor of uh, Joe Biden. We've never had that answered. I'm not, you know, I've made up my mind personally. Maybe you haven't made up your mind about the 2020 election. But one of the reasons why there is such massive support for Donald Trump is because he raised questions about 2020. And there are also a lot of people who felt that Donald Trump did a great job in Washington, D.C. He held a lot of people who are otherwise unaccountable, very accountable, and he needs another term to finish what he started. Yeah, that's it. So other than Donald Trump is loud and brash and has been tweets and and uh, and called Ron DeSantis de-sanctimonious. Uh, other than that, why are you saying uh, after an election that uh, Mitch McConnell remained silent and didn't fund some candidates, which I think was a direct sabotage, particularly of our uh, fortunes with regard to the Senate, uh, then why should we suddenly be down with Mitch McConnell and abandon the guy who changed everything? And I want you to think about this. For 50 years, I'm, I'm pro-life because I was, uh, I was adopted and my mother was raped. Yeah. But for 50 years, Republicans have been talking about abortion and getting rid of Roe v. Wade and paying lip service. There's only one man who got it done, and he said he would do it. That's just a metaphor for Donald Trump and the establishment and the posers in the Republican Party. He got things done, and he has more to do. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show, by the way. Tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern, Donald Trump will make his announcement that he's going to run for president in 2024. He's going to do that on Newsmax Television, which just happens to be my network right here where I do a political comedy show. 
that is highly rated, actually. And uh, anyway, so uh, watch it there. I'm going to be watching it with you. Hell, I might even uh, consider going live on Getter or something. We'll see, but uh, but we're going to watch it tonight. We're going to see what happens. There's a lot of uh, debate. Some people are saying, oh, he might announce that he's going to be the Speaker of the House. Yeah, you know, whatever. I, no, he's going to run for president. He's going to announce he's going to run for president. And, uh, you know, you got a million people screaming, don't do it until after, <clears throat> until after uh, you know, uh, Herschel Walker uh, and the runoff in, in Georgia. Well, I hate to tell you this. Um, our, uh, Donald Trump's endorsement ain't going to do anything with regard to that race. Uh, Donald Trump can be behind it. Uh, the uh, the Republican Party can be behind it. The new uh, governor of the uh, state of Georgia can be behind it. And all of that uh, is not going to make a difference because uh, Donald Trump isn't going to chase anybody away from uh, Herschel Walker. And I would assume, uh, if anything, he could uh, just reinforce his support as is. So uh, as far as waiting until uh, after that date, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's Friday morning quarterbacking as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Donald Trump will do what he's going to do, and people will decide whether he wants to, uh, they want to support him or not. And, uh, and so watch, I would watch Newsmax tonight for sure. Um, but uh, definitely uh, there are a lot of people who still support Donald Trump and are not chased off by the same people who are saying, don't vote Donald Trump, he's done. And uh, this midterm has shown that apparently American people are down with the Biden crime family. I don't think so. All the crooked Bidens. Have always been a close family. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. When they make a dirty deal, the big guy gets a nice fee. Joe must get his cut. Yeah, that's their one condition. Just 10%. Raking in dough Hunter and Joe is a family, family tradition. tradition. I like this. Folks ask him, why do you drink? And why do you do coke? That's Hunter. If your name weren't Biden, you would be flat broke. Your Uncle James, he's a crook too. He's always under suspicion. <laughs> Crime we know to Hunter and Joe, it's a... Family tradition. And you know it too. The new house can't bend. They must end this family tradition. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. But Democrats are uh, doing their level best to steal the house as well. Last night we were told I was watching, uh, you know, watching the news, and they're saying it's a done deal and it's a done deal. And no, it's apparently not a done deal. And Nancy Pelosi uh, suddenly, all of a sudden, just uh, changed her tune. She was uh, ready to, she was ready to uh, retire and get a job uh, greeting people at Home Depot because they sell hammers there. And uh, not so much. You know, she's opt- renewed optimism. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's like, uh, why would the American people uh, vote when seventy-five percent of us say the country's going in the wrong direction? Uh, you know. I don't think most people will be able to pay their electricity bill and their gas bill this winter with abortion. You know, I could be wrong. Then there's this, and I and I asked this question, and I think it's a question that has to be answered. Ukraine, where where's where's our money going? Where's our money going? Despite you know what you you know how you believe, if you think that the uh, Ukrainian people, uh, certainly I'm down with the Ukrainian people, and uh, and the the Russian uh, uh, army is. Um, despotic and awful and i and i wish freedom loving people around the world all of the best but i don't think it's out of the question <clears throat> to 
wonder where the money's going. Where, where's all the money going? I, I mean, you'll read about it one day. Another $500 million has to go to Ukraine. Okay. Um, can you tell us what they're buying exactly? And then you'll hear this. Well, you know, this uh, battery uh, system or the whatever system and, and this, that's where the money. No. No, that hasn't been answered. That hasn't been answered. And then there's this, uh, this uh, currency, this uh, cryptocurrency exchange called FTX. Jesse Waters last night was talking about this. And he dove into the Ukraine's investment in uh, cryptocurrency exchange FTX and the company's donations to uh, Democrat campaigns. Now, FTX, I didn't know about, but uh, FTX apparently had just gone belly up and with it, uh, billions and billions of dollars. And it appears that the guy in charge of FTX was a big old uh, Democrat donor. His name is Sam Bankman Fried, or Freed, and uh, he's 29 years old. He's hiding out in the Bahamas right now. And he actually said that what he wanted to do in the 2024 cycle is to give $1 billion to the Democrat Party. To the Democrat Party. And it's like, uh, you know, we heard Dick Morris uh, last week on my show. You know, right now we have a bunch of billionaires who are essentially buying elections. And now it appears like they may be buying elections with our money. This is a little bit from uh, the story last night with uh, Mr. Jesse Waters. The crypto market in chaos after the collapse of the FTX exchange with a new set of questions on where billions and billions of dollars went. A criminal investigation of its founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, has been opened in the Bahamas. This is being called the worst disaster in the history of crypto. The Democratic Party was getting rich off of FTX. Sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Now, FTX came onto the scene in 2019, and it spent $10 million to put Joe Biden in the White House. Weird. In 2020. And the guy running FTX, the second biggest Democrat donor in the midterms, after Soros, of course, spent $40 million to get Democrats elected. Huh. Wonder why someone like John Fetterman was able to raise as much as four times as much cash as Oz? I don't know. You can thank Sam Bankman-Fried, who ran this crypto scheme out of a penthouse in the Bahamas. And who do you suppose one of the biggest investors in FTX was? Would you believe the Ukraine government? The John Fetterman of cryptocurrency, SPF, was just at the White House, actually. He got two closed-doors meetings with Biden's senior advisor in the spring. Right around the time Biden was shipping billions to Ukraine. The funny thing is, Ukraine was an investor in FTX. <laughs> you may be asking, why is a country in the middle of a war investing in crypto? Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? Shouldn't they be buying weapons or, I mean, if they have to invest in anything? Doesn't crypto sound a little risky? For yeah, when you're not posing for Vanity Fair with your life there, President. What exactly is going on with our money? Zelensky, you wouldn't want an investment with a solid rate of return and years of stable growth? You'd think that. No. Zelensky thought he'd give it to a guy living in a tax haven, fresh out of college with funny hair. Yeah, they did. And, and then what did they do with that money? Well, when Democrats are sending you billions of dollars of weaponry, the least you could do is reward their favorite mega donor. And what did FTX do with the money Ukraine invested? Well, they plowed it right back into the Democratic Party. No way, really? Democrats send money to Ukraine. Ukraine sends money to FTX. Now, I had actually predicted that the, a lot of the money that we were sending to Ukraine was being laundered. And I, and I was under the mistaken impression that it would go to a lot of Democrats after they left Congress. They were feathering their nests. But this is even better. And FTX sends money to the Democrats' campaigns. Now, I don't know if this is war profiteering or money laundering. 
I don't even know, but it needs to be investigated. You would think, and uh, the only way to really do that probably is to have a majority in uh, the House of Representatives, which Democrats are doing their level best to uh, to stop from happening. I mean, was it even his money to begin with? It looks like it was investor money he was spending on Democrats. The Wall Street Journal reports FTX was cracking into customers' accounts and using their funds for other stuff. And by the way, those people are pretty much scrod. Did you realize that there are at least, what, about uh, a million investors completely screwed out of their money? And then when customers wanted to withdraw their money, a lot of it was gone. The Justice Department and the SEC have launched an investigation because this looks like the mega donor also lied to Congress. Oh. We have a transparent system um, where all of our data is, all of our public market data um, is openly available and free where risk parameters are transparent. Oh, so transparent. Yeah. Did he think he was too big to fail because he had regulators in his pocket? Probably. Yeah. I mean, you're bulletproof when you can buy politicians. Absolutely, 100%. I wish I had that kind of uh, money and influence, but I don't. And this guy was planning on buying Biden with a billion bucks. I imagine you have some probability distribution in your mind of how much money you might give in the next election cycle. Like, give me some number. Uh, I would guess north of 100 million. So if that's a floor, what's the ceiling? Like a billion? Might you give a billion? Yeah, I think that's a decent, like, now, what do you suppose your chances of being heard in Washington, D.C. are when there's somebody given a billion dollars of their own money that they stole from their clients to the Democrat Party? What do you suppose? I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, a little bit more. Finally, a little wrap up on this story from Jesse Waters. <laughs> so the Democrats second biggest donor just blew up right after he helped Democrats keep the Senate. Oops. Yeah, it's kind of convenient how it all blew up right after the election. Kind of weird. That's a shame. Perfect timing for Chuck Schumer, though. But this was a family affair. The crypto fraudster's brother has a job in Congress. Of huh. course. Yeah. He works on the Financial Services Committee, and he works for a Democrat. So the guy in charge of oversight is staffed by family members of me. And by the way, the only person who actually did something about the swamp and was in the process of, of draining the swamp, now suddenly everybody is saying should not run again. Should not run again. You should leave him in the past. He's violent, mega fascist, all that. Really? He made off. Whatever happened to the $32 billion anyway? I wonder if there was any red flags. Oh, here's one. The person running cash flow at FTX isn't good at math. It's what you call a pump and dump scheme. Yeah. yeah and no of... one noticed a thing no. until a week after the Democrats kept the Senate. No, as long as they had that money coming in, they could have cared less where it came from, who it came from. Uh, money going to uh, Ukraine could be spent anyway. We haven't held them accountable at all. And consequently, the uh, Ukrainian government was able to invest in FTX, which was prepared to dump a billion dollars into 2024 and dumped at least $10 million in Joe Biden's campaign in 2020 and $40 million into elections in the 2022 uh, election cycle, the midterms. Other than that, nothing to see here. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record-low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's The Rob Carson Show. By the way, 
in the state where the governor's race included the secretary of state of the state uh, in the most populous county in that state was the greatest amount of election issues. Other than that, nothing to see here. Other than that, everything was on the up and up in Arizona, and Carrie Lake has been defeated. Other than that, yeah, uh, you know, other than Katie Hobbs uh, not doing any campaigning, refusing to debate, being on the wrong side of history with regard to every policy, including the border, and uh, then also, like I said, being in charge of the elections, not recusing herself, and lo and behold, the biggest election issues where 20 to 30 percent of uh, Republicans couldn't vote the day of I guess we're supposed to move on from that right no, no, I don't think so. Donald Trump's actually calling for another election in Arizona, and I think they should. I think they should have a, uh, a ballot recount or another election altogether. And I think Katie Hobbs need to recuse herself. I know I shouldn't say that because that's probably disinformation or, disin- or misinformation, according to some. But, you know, honestly, no. Bullcrap. <laughs> you know? Uh, no. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, sometimes the most obvious answer is corruption. You know, sometimes there's a point where you got to go, huh. Sometimes when a guy who owns a cryptocurrency firm and gives $10 million to Joe Biden and then $40 million to the Democrats and then disappears and his country goes under the day after the election and loses $100 billion into the, into the ether after, you know, uh, getting money from Ukraine, uh, which summarily he put into Democrat elections, you know, maybe, maybe we should question that. I'm just saying, right? Oh, we can't ask that question anymore. Oh, and we've got to get rid of Donald Trump. Oh, and we've got to have uh, the, the Democrats remain in control of the Congress to prevent any sort of investigation into election malfeasance and other corruption. Yeah, that's what it is. Sure. You bet. Let's go to Homer and Rising Sun, Maryland. He's been holding for a while. Homer, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Oh, I just want to tell you that uh, Joe set us up. In that wacky-dacky speech he gave, uh, one of the things he started talking about was a 2020 election and election deniers. Well, the whole election deniers was not about the past, but about the future, and about mm. these elections, like uh, like out there in Nevada, or wherever, yeah. where all these machines stopped working, ran out of printer paper, or whatever they're doing out there. Yeah. Uh, this is a, th- he set us up in that speech because now it's election deniers, currently rather than election deniers in 2020. Yeah. And and also, I might mention, and I played this yesterday, uh, Joe Biden and Corinne Jean-Pierre, out of nowhere, last week, a couple weeks ago, said, uh, we really need to be concerned about, uh, you know, the, the elections uh, could be delayed. You know, not all elections are going to get counted on the day of, and there's going to be a lot of delays. Now, you and I went, where the hell did this come from? Why? why yeah. We've had two years to work on and fix what happened in 2020. Why are they warning us about election delays, delays there, Homer? Why would they do that that's so they could shove our face into the dirt and say you're an election denier yeah, you don't have yeah. No first you have no first amendment protection at all you don't have a right to speak we have all yeah. the rights that's what yeah. they're saying yeah exactly uh let me ask you this homer uh donald trump expected to uh announce his candidacy tonight on newsmax and and i mean i have never uh, listen we've had the long guns out for donald trump for six years but now i mean it is all all in all done he is the in the rearview mirror of uh, of history and they're saying this all of these pundits are saying this despite trump supporters not saying anything about it we haven't said you know we've moved on they're trying to guide the narrative 
Uh, what do you have to say about uh, Donald Trump running tonight? Are you going to support him, or do you think he's uh, in the past? Oh, man, I support him. And you know why everybody hates him? Mm. He doesn't react like a regular uh, Republican. Now, a regular Republican, when he takes office, like the Bushes, are supposed to sit there and let everybody say all sorts of nasty things about him. But Trump went back and just jumped all over their cases, and that was not fair. All Republicans are supposed to be little, uh, little shy folks that just just hold their head down and take it. Trump yeah. didn't take it. Trump jumped all over them. That's yeah. why they hate him. They hate people that fight back. Yeah. And, and, you know, Homer, I think they are trying to capitalize on the fatigue that so many of us have felt. And I got to tell you, I feel it because all I'm trying to do is defend my family. All I'm trying to do is be able to put gas in my car. All I'm trying to do is maybe have a vacation. Uh, all I'm trying to do is, is live the American dream and not being told that America is crap. That's all I'm asking. I haven't been picking a fight. I haven't been starting a civil war. I haven't done any of this nonsense. Meanwhile, the Democrat Party set fire to the damn country starting on uh, Donald Trump's inauguration day. And I got to tell you, I'm not just going to let fatigue from the fight uh, cause me to surrender. I'm not, and that's not how wars are won, by the way. You get tired, so you throw your hands up. Bull crap. Honestly, bull crap, Homer. I appreciate your phone call. Let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove, California. Hello there, Randall. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Go right ahead. Hello, Rob. I'm sure you're familiar uh, with the saying, principles before personalities. Yes. And all those people who are just uh, saying to move on and, uh, well, you know, let's face it, Donald Trump did say some mean things about Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. Also, the only manifesto I ever heard was uh, Hillary just took all your villages. Yeah. Uh, so I want to say that um, <clears throat> these people that are listening to liberal media all the time and they're watching MSNBC and uh, CNN and they're addicted to that liberal stuff, they need to put down the pipe. These, these aren't even rhinos. These are people that claim to be Republicans and conservatives and they won't back Trump. And it's got to be the pot, right? Put down the reefer, and then I'll listen to you. That's what I have to say to them. Seriously. Well, I just, I just find it remarkable that Joe Scarborough and Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, uh, uh, they suddenly think that a midterm election is going to uh, make us want to follow the crap that they've been spewing for the last six years. Like, like we're going to switch our allegiances that quickly. Honestly, it's, it's, it's an insult. It really is an yeah, insult. That, that other guy, that, I've seen so many turncoats like Shepard's. Smith and you know and yeah. how can he call himself a shepherd when he's a sheep being sheared every day? Yeah, and exactly. I quick joke. Uh, no, I gotta go. Joke. I gotta go. I can't do the joke. Can't do the joke, Randall. I do appreciate it. On the other side, uh, some some news out of Maricopa County, and and you decide. Okay, this is a uh, Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. The mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation. It means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. And I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I live in Ohio amongst the poor whites. <laughs> a lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I, I get it because I hear it every day. Yeah, you do. 
And uh, they always underestimate you. They always had to underestimate you and me. They'd rather go with guys who own uh, cryptocurrency companies that uh, spend millions of dollars and tens of millions of dollars on Democrats getting money from Ukraine. You know, they always underestimate you and me. And what, by the way, has Donald Trump done to you versus for you? What has Donald Trump done to you? Versus for you, because I think of a lot of things he did for us. It's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. You know, uh, first and foremost, I'm going to have to say uh, Roe v. Wade. And, and now uh, Joe Biden is saying it doesn't look like they're going to have the ability to uh, codify Roe v. Wade. Now, this is kind of strange because Joe Biden, the, the biggest thing you could possibly vote on, the only one thing that the uh, that women, the defining characteristic of being a woman in America is being able to have an abortion, right? I mean, everything hinged on abortion. Everything was abortion, 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 right? But Joe Biden is saying because we don't have uh, possibly the majority in the House, which they're trying to steal, by the way, uh, that, uh, you know, it's no big deal. We won't be able to do it. No, 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 no. This was going to uh, literally force millions of women into the back alley and abortions were going to happen all over the place and women are going to die. And, and I'm, I guess maybe I'm not seeing it. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Looking through my show prep this morning because uh, Roe v. Wade was, uh, what was it, 60, 90 days ago they got rid of Roe v. Wade and they said that uh, all women are going to die and women are going to be forced to uh, have babies. You're going to be forced to have babies. I'm not seeing any stories on it. Um, maybe I'm looking in the wrong paper. Maybe there's one like back alley abortion uh, times or something. Maybe there's maybe there's that. And, uh, or, or maybe they just used it uh, to get votes. You know? Maybe that. Or or you know what else? You know what else? Uh, just real quick for you uh, you Gen Zers out there. You Gen Zers. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, it looks like a, a Texas judge has... Um, uh, found uh, Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program unconstitutional and has blocked it for all uh, all borrowers. So you're thinking that uh, maybe, you know, uh, this is going to be your little uh, uh, moment here where you can you can uh, uh, vote for Joe Biden because he's going to pay 10000 or $20,000 on your student loan. And uh, what I would venture to say is that you've been played. Because uh, they uh, they attempted to use the Heroes Act of 2003, which provided loan assistance to military per- military personnel, and they said that it gave the president the power to expand loan forgiveness to student borrowers. Now, I ventured to say immediately when I saw this that if you are 18 years of age and you hold and you and you sign a uh, a financial contract that would include borrowed money for services rendered to be paid back, then you have to pay off my car loan. And my mortgage, because I was 18 years of age when I signed. I was more than 18. I was like three times 18 years of age. Not quite. And I signed those contracts, and yet Joe Biden isn't suggesting that the government step in and erase my mortgage, isn't stepping in to erase my car loan. Both of those are burdensome, burdensome on my ability to uh, pay my bills and to, to succeed and, uh, and uh, attain riches in this country. That, that mortgage payment, every month I look at that mortgage payment, I think about how much that is holding me back. But, you know, did you ever think that maybe Joe Biden just threw that out there so you'd go, okay, 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 I'm going to vote, okay, okay, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden because you're going to pay off my student loan. Yeah. And then, then you hear this, uh, Kamala Harris talking about you guys who are uh, 18 to 24 year olds uh, just out of college or right in college, or maybe you're you're still in college or out and you got a whole bunch of uh, student debt. And this is what uh, this is what Kamala Harris thinks about you. What's the other thing we know about this population? And it's a specific phase of life. Remember, age is more than a chronological fact. 
What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. Well, what? I thought they were hip and everything, and they, like, were on TikTok and stuff. That is why we put them in dormitories, and they have a resident assistant. They make really bad decisions. There you go. And I'm thinking one of those decisions was uh, thinking that Joe Biden was going to pay off your student loans. You know, just a, just a theory. I'm just saying, you know, the uh, Biden administration played you on a lot of other stuff. They played you on a lot of other stuff. They told you that the Inflation Reduction Act was going to reduce inflation. But all it was was a new Green Deal payoff to green energy and uh, enforcement of the IRS to go after people like you. Oh, and then there was the COVID closures and business closures and all of the money that went to fraud and all of the, all of the uh, malfeasance that occurred with tax money uh, with regard to uh, COVID. And then there was a Hunter Biden laptop. And Russia collusion, they made you believe that Russia collusion was real and Donald Trump was an agent of the, of the, uh, the Russian government. And that, that proved to be wrong. So what makes you think that they really intended to take a trillion dollars and spend it on your student loans without it going through Congress, what, what do you suppose the possibility of that standing would be? Now, what do you suppose the possibility of that standing after the elections? Zero. Zero. Yeah, it's just a theory. It's just a theory. Let's go to Jerry in Baltimore. Hello there, Jerry. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. You're calling about Donald Trump tonight on Newsmax announcing his candidacy for 2024. What do you think? Um, I think that he should come out swinging tonight. Yeah. He should come out and say, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Yeah. And just scare everybody. Yeah. You know, they work for the government. They've been working for 20 years and doing nothing. Clean them all out of there. I think that was one of his, probably his only mistake that he made, that he didn't just come in and clean house and he just expected people to come in. When he came in, that people are just going to say, okay, he's in charge and we're going to listen to him. And I think a lot of people didn't that worked for the government. I think that was a very big mistake. Yeah. He's got to come in and just clear house. Just do it. You know, do it for a business. Do it. Yeah. That's what he should be doing. Oh, I think definitely he needs to talk about um, the first two years of the Biden administration. Uh, I think he needs to talk about where the country has been going since he left office, uh, about the uh, the GOPs and the mainstream media's obsession with getting rid of him and how they did it for five years and we defended him, and they think that the midterm would change our allegiances. I think he needs to cover all of that stuff tonight. Um, uh, so you're, but you're down with Donald Trump. You are, you are uh, uh, in his uh, in his camp for the 2024 election. I'm in his camp. Um, we actually had a sign up. <laughs> you know, last week we put up our old Donald Donald Trump sign in my neighborhood. You know, I live here in Baltimore. They're very liberal, and uh, someone defaced it in the middle of the night, of course. They did. But uh, he announces tonight. We're going to go online tonight and find who's, who has a sign, who's selling it. It's going to be right up where our flag goes. We're All right, thanks. It right up because there's thanks. no reason that he shouldn't be president. And let him get back in there and take care of business because it's just everything's going to go downhill. Yeah, I mean, and and so uh, much money for everything. Yeah. Thank God I can afford it, but I know there's others others that can't. 
Jerry, let me let me ask you this. Jerry, let me ask. Are you better off uh, now than you were when Donald Trump was the president? No. I, I'm, And like I said, thank God I can afford walking into a store and buying things. Mm-hmm. But I saw, I was just in a store today, and they had, you know, half half off, you know, some mayonnaise that went up to five ninety nine. You know, it's short dated, November 18th, for $1.99. I bought like four or five of them. Yeah. I, I'm a cheap guy. I'm going to go save money. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, otherwise, I, I don't care. My wife, I don't even look at, you know, prices. Back, but like now, like yeah. $5.99 for Hellman's mayonnaise or whatever it is, that's what they have to charge. I understand they have to make money. But, like, it's crazy. Yeah, you're right, Jerry. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm just physically and mentally exhausted. To be quite honest, I'm, I'm taking next week off, <clears throat> and I'm just, I'm just so tired of the BS. I'm tired of the, uh, you know, what happened in Arizona, and we're supposed to uh, expect that that's supposed to be normal. That uh, you know, Carrie Lake, who mathematically had, uh, 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 there was no chance that she could lose going into the final, going into the election. Every poll, every poll, liberal and conservative, every single poll, normally half of them are right, half of them are wrong. Only in this election were 100% of the pollsters wrong, and it's because all of them were saying Republicans going to win. It's kind of weird that way, isn't it? And I'm afraid that if the establishment GOP decides to go along with this purge of Donald Trump that people like you and me will honestly look at where the country is now, say that I don't know how much worse things can be, but I'm not even going to play along. I'm just going to, my vote doesn't mean anything, and screw it. I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to move to Texas, and I'm going to let the Democrat Party lay in the waste that they made. There's a little bit of that going on. Let's go to Dennis in Ridgely, Maryland. Hello, Dennis. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Man, how you doing, Rob? Good I'm good, bud. What's up? I'm glad you took this time slot. It's been very important to the people that really believe in America. Thank That's you, the truth. Hey, just a little quick thing. I come through Anne Arundel County today. I was coming back from the Potomac River Oyster, and I'm a commercial waterman. Listen to this. Kerosene at a, one gas station, heating oil. $9.99. Dear God. I swear. I mean, how are, <laughs> whatever. Hey, let's, let's, let's keep the new green deal going. Just let, let them keep doing what they're doing is the best thing to do because guess what? When it starts affecting them, it starts affecting their voters, they finally realize they, things, are, things will fall apart for them. They'll yeah. hey, I can tell you right now, the tide don't run the same way all the time. It always changes. And we're going to have our day. We will, bud. Listen, I, I'm I'm on the fence about Trump, and I'm a Trump voter. But I'm on the fence about Trump. I know, I know this. Our party needs to win. We need to make sure we're doing the right thing by backing him or not backing him. But we need to win. It ain't about Trump. It's about us, the party. It's about the people. Trump's what one person. How about the rest of America that votes for him or the rest of America that didn't vote for Joe Biden? And here's another thing I'm going to say. Yes. It isn't Joe Biden's fault this economy is like this. It's his voters' fault. They're the one that put him in and let him do it. They put him in. 
They put him in. It, Joe Biden couldn't vote himself in. He is only one person. The rest of them, it's their fault. Yeah. And I hope prices for them go up just as high as the prices are for us. Guess what? I'll take it on the chin, but I won't take it too much longer. I can guarantee you this. Because where I live on the eastern shore of Maryland, we are disgusted. We went red for Trump. The whole eastern shore went red for Trump the last election and the election before. Yeah. All right, Dennis, I appreciate, I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate the phone call. I got to run. So, you know, I mean, you know, I, I don't think that uh, Republican Party should um, cooperate. I don't think they should. I think, Joe Biden, uh, your policies have brought us to this point two years into it. I would uh, suggest that you step out of the way and let him do what he's going to do. Now, this really is a terrible thing to confront because you know and I know that things aren't going to get better. And you know and I know that a lot of people are suffering, particularly those on uh, on fixed incomes, particularly those who, uh, you know, maybe on Social Security. And all I can say is that uh, uh, we have to let the Democrat Party do its own face plant, and we have to come together for one another. And we have to find those who are suffering in our community, and we need to do our level best to help them out if, if we can. And we've got we've to weather this storm. But as far as helping out Joe Biden midterm... Uh, after this midterm with all the, the nonsense? Uh, no, not, not one lick of help. No siree. You made your mess. You rub your own nose in it because I'm not going to be part of it anymore. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's The Rob Carson Show. Functioning, ill-functioning tabulators that should have been none of the machines were were reading very well. My first ballot, they tried to scan about eight times. It was rejected every time. They were saying that the uh, tabulating machines were down. The line was at least 20 people at the tabulators because of the functioning, ill-functioning tabulators that should have been properly tested. Now, why would you vote for a secretary of state of a state that presided over this face plant during an election? Yeah, that person is Katie Hobbs, who, by the way, was trailing... Uh, wonderful candidate, Carrie Lake, the entire election cycle. All the polls. All the polls. And then, lo and behold, on election day, this is what happened in the most populous county in the state of Arizona. I'm ready. Put my ballot in. It did not take. I reversed it. It did not take. One of the tabulators was broken, and the other tabulator kept rejecting. It is kind of weird how that happens. And only 17% of Maricota, Maricopa election day voters were Democrat. Yeah, the rest of them were all Carrie Lake supporters, which means that Carrie Lake should have absolutely owned this election. But you see, uh, Katie Hobbs is the Secretary of State, and she's in charge of elections in the state of Arizona. Other than that, nothing to see here, guys. Nothing at all. Here's Steve Bannon talking about it. Nothing you'd hang your hat on. And once again, we're in a fiasco, and they've had everything. This is Ducey and Brnovich, all of them. How do you have Hobbs certifying her own thing in charge of this? And if people in Arizona... She's the most incompetent Secretary of State in the history of Secretaries of State, and somehow we're expected to believe that the people of Arizona think she'd make the best governor. Uh, ...want this to be your governor, who's so incompetent. She came and managed something that's... In, it, listen, don't take it from me. And it only happened in Maricopa County. Weird! Look at people throughout the world. You look at the world's newspapers. This is a humiliation. And it's going to keep going. Tonight's, uh, right, they said last night's 40,000 
ballot drop. I think there's still 170,000, as they say it now, 170,000 still outstanding. This thing could go to tomorrow and the next day over a week. You know, it's, it's kind of weird because you see these things uh, trending on Twitter. One of them was don't concede. And it was all about people saying to Carrie, like, don't concede. And then you go to don't concede on Twitter and you see that the same uh, creeps and the same uh, leftist zealots are there to shout you down. But it was trending. Don't concede. And I think most people say don't concede until we have all of these answers, all of the answers that we are demanding. Here's a little bit more from Mr. Bannon. What's important here is to actually hear it from the folks in Arizona. Not Jim Hoff, not Steve Bannon, not Catherine Engelberg, but hear it from the participants themselves. Because the whole thing about this is... It's kind of like uh, all of these pundits and, and uh, you know, Joe Scarborough and Paul Ryan and all these people telling Trump voters, you need to abandon Trump. Uh, and, and they're going to be the narrative. They're going to do the decision. Well, no, no, no. you got to listen to us first. Kind of like you got to listen to the voters in Arizona. Make sure that voters, whether those voters are Democrats... Whether those voters are progressives, yep. whether those voters are independents, there you go. whether those voters are Republicans, or whether they're MAGA, whoever you are, that you're not disenfranchised. This is about making sure that you're not disenfranchised. And this kind of madness and chaos is a humiliation to the people of Arizona in a disenfranchisement of hardworking Americans. It was an... Uh Cluster bleep. That's what Maricopa County was. It cannot stand. What happened there can't stand. They need to have another election or they need to do a recount and they need to have investigators there to figure out what happened. Because the moment that becomes normal, then it's over. Then it's over. Listen, uh, I won't be able to get to all of the phone calls today. Um, so be ready to call back tomorrow, all of you guys on hold, and we will have much more. Let's come back and wrap up this show in a minute on The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. Donald Trump tonight on Newsmax at 9 o'clock, or I should say 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. Make sure to watch it. I'll be there, and we will have all the coverage of what happened in the fallout tomorrow. In the meantime, God bless you guys. Hang in there. Stick to your principles. Do not concede, and don't catch the stupid. I'll see you tomorrow. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com